You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to another episode of Shot in the Dark. This is your host, John Asino Evil here. Let's get right down to it. My apologies if my voice sounds a little rough. Um, just, you know, a little under the weather, as a lot of people are this time of the year. Um, we are going to get right into AEW, as they had three straight nights of action going into Dynamite this week. Starting with Sunday, with the Women's uh, Eliminator Tournament. So I'm going to start in chronological order. So on Sunday, we get three matches here. Uh, the first match is probably my favorite match of the entire week, and this is a six-woman match from Japan with Hikaru Shida, Mei Suruga, and Rin Kanemaru defeating Emi Sakura, Maki Ito, and Veni. Um, like I said, I love this match. All six women looked outstanding here. They are able to show off, and I really wish they would all make their way over to AEW and join Shida and boost that division up. Uh, Shida was able to get the pin on Veni after the Tamashi. After the match, the heels tried to jump and beat down on Shida, but the babyfaces were able to fight them off. Match number two... Yuka Sakazaki with a record of 3-4 and four versus Ryo Mizunami. This is the finals of the women's side. I'm sorry, the Japanese side of the women's tournament here. Uh, tough showing from Yuka, but Ryo does end up winning, increasing to a 4-0 and record to win the Japanese side of this. Match number three was the semifinals of the U.S. side. We have Thunder Rosa with a record of 8-3 and three versus Rio with a record of 12-6. and six. A Great back-and-forth action here, but Rosa does get a cradle out of nowhere for the pen to advance to the finals. And we go to the next day, Monday night. We have Leva Bates with a record of 0-1 versus Maddie Renkowski with a record of 0-2. Uh, Renkowski with a surprise victory here. Uh, she gets the referee distracted as she hits Bates over the head with one of Leva Bates' books, getting her first victory in AEW. Match number two, Layla Hirsch with a record of 2-2 two two versus Miranda Alizé with a record of 0-1. Easy submission win here from Layla with the arm breaker. And then we go into the finals of the United States bracket. Thunder Rosa now with a record of 9-3 versus Nyla Rose with a record of 25-7. Nyla Rose does win with the Beast Bomb after Rosa jumps off the top rope right into it. So that is our finals. We have Nyla Rose versus Rio. Uh, on this coming episode of Dynamite. 
Um, I'm a little surprised by this. I expected Thunder Rosa to possibly win, but with NWA Power relaunching in the next couple of weeks, which is a show I will probably cover here on Shot in the Dark, I can see them possibly wanting their NWA uh, women's division back with her as well as Serena Deeb. So I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of uh, stay off the AEW for a little bit, uh, unless these open doors swing that way as well. And the third night in a row of AEW, we have an episode of AEW Dark with 14 matches. So 14 matches plus three on Sunday, plus three on Monday. We get a total of 20 AEW matches on this episode of Shot in the Dark. Not complaining. Match number one, the Nightmare Family, Aaron Solo and Lee Johnson with a record of 0-4, accompanied by Arn Anderson versus a team of Chris Peaks and Louis Valley with a record of 0-1. Johnson does pin Valley here after the Blue Thunder Bomb, giving Aaron Solo his first victory in AEW. Match number two, Diamante and Ivelisse with a record of 4-0 undefeated versus Kylan King and Red Velvet teaming up for the first time. Uh, Red Velvet does get the pin on Ivelisse here after a running dropkick to the side of the head, um, given Diamante and Ivelisse is their first loss in AEW as a tag team, and uh, a good little a good little uh, push here for Red Velvet going into a tag team match with Shaq. Match number three, Top Flight with a record of 3-0 versus Fuego Doso and John Cruz. Darius Martin does get the pin here on Fuego after an assisted bulldog that they call the Icebreaker. Match number four, the Gun Club with a record of 2-0 versus Tony Vega, Aaron Fryer, and Angel Fashion. Uh, Taz and Excalibur, they made fun of the fact that they kept slipping and calling Billy, Billy Gun, saying that there's a, like a swear jar for it, that they can't call him that. And Billy does get the pin on Fashion after the 3-10 to Yuma. Match number five, Abaddon, we haven't seen her in a while, with a record of 7-2 versus Renee Michelle with a record of 0-1. Total destruction from Abaddon, winning easily here with the Cemetery Drive. They made note that the only two losses from Abaddon's record are from Hikaru Shida. Match number six, J.D. Drake, returning here to AEW with a record of 0-1 versus Stu Grayson in a rare singles match with a record of 25-8. Grayson does get the win here on the much bigger Drake after hitting the Nightfall backbreaker. Very impressive looking. The Acclaim, they do a shopping network style commercial where they pretty much made fun of Dark Order's Kool-Aid. They showed this really skinny guy drinking it and transforming into a Dark Order member. And they go into another rap video where Max Caster is dissing uh, Preston Vance before their match on Dynamite. It was okay. Uh, I just I appreciate the fact the fact that the acclaimed is pretty consistent with these rap videos they do pretty much weekly here. Match number seven, Bear Country with a record of two and zero versus Mbadu and Baron Black. Bear Bronson does pin Baron Black after the shoulder avalanche, and right after the match, the Butcher and the Blade come out with chairs and started beating down on Bear Country. Uh, it's been a while, but commentary reminded me that Bear Country I guess got involved with Butcher and the Blade on the episode of Dynamite. I think it was a Lumberjack match, if I'm not mistaken. I felt like that was such a long time ago that uh, this kind of felt kind of random. But I wouldn't mind seeing this tag team match on Dynamite proper. Match number eight, Dark Order, consisting of Evil Uno, Allen Five Angels, and Cole Cabana versus Levy Shapiro, John Skyler, and Rising. A negative one was back with the Dark Order in this match. Evil Uno does get the pin on Rising after hitting a flatliner. Match number nine, Max Caster with a record of 12 and 6 versus J.J. Garrett with a record of 0 and 1. Uh, Max Caster spits a freestyle, making fun of Garrett's 80s mullet, saying that he looked like a broke Brian Pillman, and said that his name was short for the JJ. Get it? JJ Garrett, the JJ Garrett. Yeah. Uh, Caster hits a low blow after Bowen's in his boombox distract the referee, and then he hits an elbow off the top rope that he calls the mic drop for the pen. Match number 10, Sean Dean and Carly Bravo with a record of 0 and 2, which I have to note, they're probably the only like enhancement talents on here that actually got an entrance in this match. I mean, on this show. They took on the Hybrid 2 with a record of 0-1, and, and Helico gets the submission on Bravo for the win with a Naharo death roll. Match number 11, Orange Cassidy with a record of 16-9-1 and and versus Steven Stetson with a record of 0-1. Fun short match here. Uh, Steven Stetson's like a cowboy-type gimmick, so in the start of the match, Cassidy takes off the cowboy hat and wears it. Doing his usual shenanigans, and he wins after hitting an orange punch, followed by the beach break for the win. 
Match number 12, Chuck Taylor, another guy in a rare singles match here, with a record of 28-18 and 18 versus VSK with a record of 0-1. A pretty funny moment here. Like, you never really see the, the bell ring, and then you hear the entrances. So the bell rings, and VSK is trying to get uh, starting in a match with Chuck Taylor, but as he's, like, going to lunch, the Justin Rapper starts announcing him, and he's kind of thrown off by that, like... Okay, you should have done that before the bell. But a little interesting note here. You don't really see that many hiccups in AEW, but that was one. But Chuck Taylor does get the win here after hitting a jumping pile driver on VSK. Match number 13, 10, with a record of 3-0. It's a lot of numbers. Versus Daniel Joseph with a record of 0-1. Negative 1 jumps on commentary during this match, and right away starts bullying on Excalibur. 10 makes short work of Joseph, winning with a powerbomb. And our main event was Matt Seidel, Mike Seidel, with a record of 0-2, versus SCU, Daniels and Kazarian, with a record of 4-0. SCU, they keep their tag team intact once again, with Kazarian getting the pin on Mike Seidel after hitting the best Meltzer ever. We go on to NXT UK. Zaya Brookside versus Nina Samuels, with the stipulation is that the loser becomes the winner's personal assistant for one month. Samuels tried to cheat and use a purse as a foreign object, but her uh, assistant that her current assistant at the time didn't want nothing to do with this, so he kind of walked out on her or got fired by Samuels. But Brookside was able to dodge the purse and hit a bridge on Samuels for the pen. Uh, Samuels threw a fit after the match after realizing what's in store for her for the next 30 days as she is the personal assistant now of Zaya Brookside. We get another video update from Trent Seven, trying to slim down to 205 Live, looking pretty good. Uh, we go backstage where we see Ia Dragunov, who gets challenged to a match by Sam Gradwell that he agrees to. That should be in the next coming weeks. We then go into Bailey Matthews, who's the son of William Regal, uh, making his debut in NXT UK. I've seen him as Joe Bailey previously in Evolve, and right away I was impressed with him without even knowing that he was Regal's son, and later on I found out, and I was like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. So in his debut match, he goes against Tyler Bate. Uh, great showing for Matthews here. It wasn't just a squash match, but Bate does end up winning here after hitting the Tiger Driver. We see a coming soon vignette for German wrestler Meta Gehan, who uh, you might have seen in WXW, formerly known as Lucky Kid. He is coming here to NXT UK. Backstage, we see Piper Niven confronting Joseph Connors, trying to find Ginny. Uh, Niven smacks Connors and gets attacked from behind by Ginny. Uh, Niven says that says to Sid Scala that she wants a handicap match against them, and Scala says that he cannot do that. So Piper randomly looks around and just grabs Jack Stars, who was standing back there, and says that he'll be her partner. And uh, Scala seems to agree to this tag team match. Aoife Valkyrie versus Lana Austin. This is Austin's second NXT UK match, her first coming from uh, January 2019. Aoife does get the win here after hitting an axe kick from the top rope to continue her undefeated streak. They announced on the March 11th episode of NXT UK, we will get Tyler Bate versus Dave Mastiff after Tyler Bate was pretty much asking for more competition. And we also get the match of Piper Niven and Jack Stars versus Ginny and Joseph Connors. We go backstage, we get a little comedy segment where uh, Nina Samuels is trying to lug around the carrot, the luggage from Zaya Brookside, who's uh, pretty much laughing it off. We go backstage to see Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan say that they're excited to watch the main event tonight. And now that Kenny is 100%, they will be facing off against Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter on the next episode of NXT UK. Uh, we also got the announcement that Tyler Bate will be on the, Superno so, uh, the Supernova Sessions with Noam Dar. And our main event, the NXT UK Tag Team Championship, Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang defending against Pretty Deadly, Sam Stoker, and Lewis Howley. Uh, Lewis Howley gets the pin on Mark Coffey after they were able to hit a DDT on Coffee on top of one of the tag team titles, followed by the spilt milk as the referee was distracted. So Pretty Deadly are now the new NXT UK Tag Team Champions, ending the very long lane, the long reign of Gallus. Sorry guys, I'm trying here. <laughs> 205 Live. Kurt Stallion and Mansoor defeated Everrise, the team of Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Uh, Bollywood Boys came out to try. 
and um, help out Everrise, but it backfired, so Mansoor rolled up Chase Parker for the pen, and the main event was August Grey, accompanied by Jake Atlas, defeating Tony Nese, accompanied by Ari Davari. Uh, both seconds on the outside try to get involved, but Grey does get to win with the Unprettier. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong, probably the most watched episode. I'm not going to get into too many details here, as there, I do have a report on PostWrestling.com if you want to get a little bit more about this show. But basically, just run off the results. Brody King, ACH, and the Regal Twins defeated TJP, Clark Connors, the DKC, and Kevin Knight at 836. Uh, interesting here that Brody King always wears his mask and his hoodie, and ACH and Regal Twins came out with it as well. It reminded me of kind of like uh, the old Survivor Series matches when like they would all kind of dress alike, like Doink. With the Men on the Mission on Bushwhackers. Yeah. Uh, Ren Narita defeated Chris Dickinson at 751. Uh, they really pushed that this is like a big win for Na- uh, Narita um, coming off of this. And the main event, the match that everybody probably tuned in to watch, IWGP United States title. John Moxley defended Kenta at 1425. Um, very surprised by this. But like I said, just go ahead to postwrestling.com to read my report for more. Ring of Honor had a really big uh, championship edition episode, we have the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles defending in a pure rules match, as Dragon Lee and Kenny King of La Facion and Gobernar Ballet defeated Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham of the Foundation to win the tag team titles when Dragon Lee hit an illegal punch on Gresham for the pen. So basically, in these pure rules matches, they only have a certain amount of punches that I guess they had used already earlier in the match, so with the referee distracted, uh, Dragon Lee was able to hit it and uh, get the pen and get the win. So now Dragon Lee is a double champion with the tag titles as well as the TV title. And in the main event, Rush, also of um, El Faciano and Cobernabale, defended his world tag team title, I'm sorry, his world heavyweight title against Shane Taylor. Uh, Kenny King, so pretty much going into this match, Kenny King was trying to get this match called off because he uh, was saying how he's really close to Shane Taylor and he didn't want to see this match happen. So the ending of the match was pretty much Rush trying to use a steel chair on Shane Taylor. Uh, Kenny King comes in, grabs a chair from Rush, and then he goes to, like, tease that he's hitting Rush with it, but Rush kind of, um, sorry, Roosh goes and ducks, and he hits Kenny, uh, Shane Taylor. So, uh, pretty much, it's a ruse the entire time, and, um, Kenny King was on the side of Roosh. So, Roosh does win the match, and retaining the title here. On WWE main event, Mansoor making his main event debut defeated Drew Gulak, and Elias and Jackson Riker defeated Akira Tozawa and Roberto Carrillo. We get another episode of Progress Wrestling. This is Chapter 105, Bring the Thunder. We had the Natural Progression Series um, ending here with the semifinals of Warren Banks defeating Danny Black, and Luke Jacobs defeated Ethan Allen, and then Luke Jacobs defeated Warren ba- Banks to win the title, to win the uh, tournament, getting himself a future Progress Championship match. We also had the Lycos Gym. Uh, Lycos Kid 1 and Lycos Kid 2 defeated Big Guns Joe and Gene Money, and Elijah defeated Chuck Mambo. Kara uh, Noor defended the Progress World title against Chris Ridgway, and in the Thunder Bastard match, the first ever women's Thunder Bastard match for the uh, number one contendership for the women's title, Kanji defeated Alexis Falcon, Giselle Shaw, Lana Austin, Mercedes Blaze, Miller McKenzie, and Taonga. And we also get a new episode of ICW Fight Club was also added to the network, leading up to their upcoming ICW Bard Steel Cage event coming soon. That is it. Again, I apologize if I kind of stumbled over some things, as uh, it's kind of tough trying to do the solo while you're a little bit under the weather. But hopefully by next week, I'll be at 100%. But that is it for this week, so catch me here next week for another Shot in the Dark. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. 
What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.